is something inherently insect-like about the New York City commute. Swarms of people cram together into subway cars, piling into elevators, buzzing around the streets. To make the metaphor literal, 20,000 European honeybees joined the commute on June 13, 2017, blocking the entrance to Vox Media's headquarters in downtown Manhattan. Passersby stopped to marvel at the scene, phones in hand. Now, getting good pictures? I'm filming. Oh, yeah. Hovering around the scene was beekeeper Catherine Morris, wearing a white hazmat suit and army green all-stars. My name's Catherine Morris. I've lived in New York for 18 months. I'm from Australia. She was waiting for another beekeeper to arrive, Andrew Cote, an independent beekeeper who works for Andrew's Honey and sometimes helps out the city. Andrew Cote received a phone call to come and remove humanely some bees. So that the swarming bees could be scooped up in a bucket and carried to another beehive. But why were the bees commuting, and why here? Their colonies got too big in their hive, probably, from a beehive around this area, and the queens decided to leave with a third, about a third of her colony. In fact, there have been dozens of swarming incidents already this season in New York City, according to Cote. This is as natural as a kitten up a tree, he says. Of course, when it comes to bees, there's the question of the sting, which can be dangerous to people with allergies. These bees, however, were unlikely to sting. Only if you prod them or poke them. They are actually around the queen. They don't want to leave the queen because they're the workers. They're there to protect her. So they're just they're scouting bees looking for another permanent site at the moment. Um, so that at any moment they could just fly away. A little afternoon, Cote arrived in a white pickup truck. Where is it? He asked Morris as he stepped beyond the yellow tape. He turned, saw the swarm and smiled. He was wearing a beige IB New York jacket, which included a net to protect his face from stings. Then Cote, Morris, and a few other beekeepers got to work. The first plan was to vacuum up the bees into a bucket, but the vacuum's power cord didn't work. So Cote gathered several cardboard boxes and brushed the bees off the wall using a thin, long brush with yellow bristles. This one on a wall can be quite difficult to remove, unlike one that is hanging from a branch or from a car we've seen. As some of the bees were scooped into the box, hundreds of bees pushed off from the wall, forming a big cloud. Over the city noise, it was possible to hear a light buzzing. After the bees calmed down a bit, they were scooped again from the cardboard box into a larger wooden box filled with beehive frames. The whole thing was then placed inside a larger cardboard box of Bella dinner napkins and taped so that the bees couldn't get out. Is that not closed? Look at it! Cote shouted as the other beekeepers used duct tape to close up the box. It's not closed! The duct taping continued. Cote says he isn't sure where the honeybees will be transported. It will likely add them to existing beehives, especially ones that are struggling because they don't have enough bees. After over an hour, the vacuum was finally put to work, and about a thousand bees were sucked up. The box was finally loaded onto Cote's pickup truck. Dozens of bees were still scattered around the street. Without the rest of the colony, they will get lost and die, Cote says. But so it goes. Once the insects were safely removed, the people on the streets swarmed forth again buzzing in and out of their offices. The cloud of bees was gone, and so was the crowd of humans.